Hi, I am Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the show. So happy to be here this week with you. And I have a wonderful show today with Erin Gibb, a friend and colleague. I'm excited to remind you and invite you to the Intuitive Soul Awakening. August 1st, 4th, and 8th will be our classes, our live classes, and we'll be together for eight days. We will be exploring many different things, including deepening your intuition through decision, expanding your soul by living your purpose, and empowering you to make the impossible possible. So lots of topics dear to my heart that I'm really excited to share with you and engage in ceremony with you and ritual and be together in this really beautiful transformational container. Spirit has been guiding me and asking me to create more community, to bring together groups, to really deepen our connection with each other, to live more in alignment with our hearts and to empower ourselves to really choose, to choose yourself, to choose what you would love in life, and to choose to look at all of you, at all of your life, and let something different happen. Let yourself see something different. So I'm really excited to create spaces where we can do this, places of transformation, places of learning, places of expansion. So I will put a link in the show notes. I'd love to have you with us in the Intuitive Soul Awakening. And also, if you haven't yet, download your free workbook, meditation, and audio teaching on how to ignite your intuition. This is my free gift to you. So as we dive into our show with Erin today, Erin has been the CEO of two companies for the last year and has recently been guided to let go of one of them. She is here wondering, is it really over or does she keep one foot in each business? What this beautiful conversation and reading leads us on a journey through are the topics of workaholism and how we can numb and escape into our work. We look at the power of failure to move you forward on your path, how surrender leads to synchronicity, how the energetic patterns you established to protect yourself in childhood are still playing out today in your life and some of the things you can do about that. We talk about containing and protecting your energy body and we look at how your negative thoughts and behaviors are actually trying to love you. So enjoy my reading with Erin. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Well, Sarah, I am at a crossroads of sorts. You know, I was building Therapist Expanded for a year and had kind of pulled away from seeing clients in my psychotherapy group practice. And my business partner has needed to step back 
And right at the time my launch ended, I stepped back into my clinic and now Therapist Expanded has gone to the side. And I can honestly say I feel so peaceful and good about it. But there is a part of me that wonders, am I to just let it go or to have one foot in both? Yeah. I want to know what's for the highest good. Thank you. As you're talking, the way the information is coming in, it's as if I'm sitting in a sandbox. So there's this real heavy feeling. And initially, right, when the image was coming in, I felt, oh, like playful, a child in a sandbox. But as I sit in it and as you talk more, what's happening is the sand is wet and heavy. And what should be, right, I hesitate to use the word should, but what what could be in this endeavor that you are in could have been playful and light and building something. And yet the energy that I feel is very heavy and waterlogged is the sort of sensation that it's not fun to build anymore in the sandbox that's just become so heavy and dense. So what happens for you when I explain that to you? Well, behind me in the room behind me is an incredibly huge room filled with sand trays and miniatures. And we have three or four, no, six sand trays in this room. So it was really interesting to know how it looks all fun and, and playful until you barf your stuff out into it. Then it's like, whoa, this is deep work. So that's part of what was coming up. And the other part was you're exactly right. What I learned from the journey was what not to do in a launch inside myself. The what I did on the outside was everything you're supposed to do, but it felt awful inside. Or saying it, it became very unfun. So it was bang on when you were talking about this light, fun, like exciting, became drudgery, workaholism, time away from my family, shoulds, musts, have tos very 3D. So you're here wanting to know whether it's over, right? Like, is there anything left in that space for you? Am I correct with that? Yes. Mostly because the space I feel I'm in now, it's like I took the learning from that experience. And while I felt such a pull to workaholism for a long time, I don't feel that anymore. This gift I gave myself of what felt like failure, crashing in that really yucky sandbox, it feels like I took the learning. And yes, the question is, can I go back into the business without this sticky, sandy, heavy, or am I meant to just, is it okay? Is it done now? Did it serve its purpose for me? I faced a lot I wouldn't have faced otherwise, and I'm blessed by that grew a lot. So yeah, I don't know if that's clarifying or making it less clear. Well, what I what I see, sometimes I'll use a rose to as a, a marker to see what the energy is doing. And as I put that rose up related to your business, it shows me that it's it's peeling back the layers. And there's a, like a jewel inside the rose that is available for you. Yet it's from this this peeling back from these layers. I get the sense that you're not entirely done yet, that there 
has been a lot of peeling back the layers. And yet in order to get to that prize, that gem in the middle, there's there's a little more in there for you. I also feel a real sense of grounding in my body, like specifically attention to my feet, where what I know of you a little bit, right? That there's this beautifulness of you that is so connected to the spiritual world and the these visions and this this way that you can interact with information that is of uh, higher frequency and higher information. There's a need for you to really come down to earth to integrate that. And I'm seeing that this therapist expanded and this workaholic piece There's a connection in all of that of why this gem is not fully in your hands yet. Well, that makes sense because for the ever since that was laid to rest, I am in my garden. I am gardening and and a lot of my it's interesting though, you're helping me make other connections because I've become much more anchored into my health, my body, my garden, my family my cats, my like tangible touch it with my hands life. And before that, I was really anchored in the spirit realm. And so it's felt like I do need to do exactly what you're doing. And why I think this has felt like such a good period of time is I've been really aware of the flow of life is trying to take me somewhere. And I've been in therapist expanded experience paddling upstream this feels like anchored in nature and in surrender much more. But there seems like a marriage of that, what I learned from Therapist Expanded and how I'm living now. But part of my mind goes, is there, Erin? Is it just that life is so good now? Why do you need to pick that back up? Part of me goes, is this you just kind of upper limiting yourself by going back to what didn't work? The way that I see that is you're standing at this beautiful apple tree and you're picking and choosing which apples you want to pick. There's there's a lot of them, right? But you're being very, very specific and you're you're checking the apples and making sure that, mm, is this one, is this it? And, and then you're picking the one that is specific for you. And how I see this related to staying connected to your business It's as if there are still parts of Therapist Expanded that are intended for you. Mm. They just got all wrapped up in a package that you thought they needed to be inside of. Mm -hmm. And it has to look this way in order for it to be successful. But I see you sort of making an inventory of the pieces of that business that actually were really in alignment with you and your message and lit you up. And those are the pieces that you choose. It's like almost like a repurposing. So you're not going back to Therapist Expanded the way that it was. You're taking the pieces out that actually are life-sustaining for you, and you're bringing them like across a threshold. And I got goosebumps with this information Mm -hmm. too. So um, you're bringing them across to this new life that you're creating. and, And you're leaving all the the messy, mucky, heavy, unnecessary parts. Yeah. And my, I'm sort of seeing a reference with that part of what happened when I went into Therapist Expanded 
was I felt somewhat burnt out in my current clinic, in, in Clarity Clinic. And it felt like when my business partner needed to step away for her wellness, at first I had this moment of like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then I surrendered. It felt like the flow of life was taking me. And suddenly I had all these incredible synchronicities about being back in Clarity Clinic. So it feels like when I came back here, that's what happened. I re-engaged without all the old baggage. So it's sort of like some part of me is telling me, see, you've done it here. You didn't bring your workaholism back to Clarity Clinic. You didn't bring all the unnecessary stress and shoulds. So you could do that with Therapist Expanded too. Take what works, leave the rest is what's coming up for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm following you correctly, so you're saying with Clarity Clinic, you engaged in this process of overworking and getting really tired and bogged down. You moved over to Therapist Expanded and what it sounds like created it in the same way. Totally. So that's that's beautiful information for you, right? The creation process mm-hmm. that you are using is not life-sustaining. So that's the deeper level underneath for you of why. Why do you feel you have to create that way? Well, I think the question that, yeah, I could answer that. Oh boy, I could really answer that. Lots of childhood stuff there, modeling, the, the collective. But the question that, I, that comes up for me too is why then when I re-engaged in Clarity Clinic, did I not bring it back with me? And the words that are coming to me are surrender. And actually reading the book, The Surrender Experiment, it feels like it changed my life. And I listened to it and then I listened to it two more times because it felt like the bridge of what we're talking about. And actually, while I have a lot, I can answer your question with Sarah. They don't, it, it feels now empty, like a past life. Like, sure, my, I saw workaholism, and, but it feels like empty. I don't want to be a workaholic anymore, but I didn't want to before. But now I feel like I can embody that. That I don't know how it changed, but there are definitely lots of things in my history where I can go, of course, I conflated worth and love and attention and achievement, all that stuff. Now it's like being enough right now is the truth and being so grateful for what is. And what I, what I see as you're talking is there's there's a power dynamic happening and power, not in the sense of like authority over others, mm-hmm. power in the sense of your power, your inner authority, your connection to the planet where you're receiving prana and, and life chi that is able to run your life and grow your businesses. And so as you step into building those businesses, I see your power just all expanding out and you're giving it all away to the business. I get the sense that you learned that sort of energetic practice. It's an unconscious energetic practice as a child where you had to give and almost defend yourself on the outside with this power and do, 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 do in order to harness enough power to run your life, you set up this system that goes outward first as a way to protect, to create a space for the inside to allow some power in. So that would also follow, right? You go into the new endeavor, you expand outward, 
you realize this is not working, you pull away. And now all that power that you were looking for that you put outside yourself was allowed to come back. And now when you go back into the business, you're approaching it from a place where you're still, you have your power. So it feels so much more easeful because you're not giving it all away. You're holding it and then choosing from the business what you want. Mm. You just helped me realize your Apple metaphor in a different way. Yeah. And you've helped me too in this coming back into clarity has been beautiful. But the one thing that has been a little bit old patterny that I'm just coming into contact with has been the times I feel really drained. I have given something away. And I, I think that's normalized in my field that like you can't walk through water without getting wet as a therapist. But there's a my personal spin on it that I'm hearing. And it's like that I'm going to be even more mindful of. Yeah. It's holding your power inside you, Mm -hmm. not allowing it to believe that it needs to be outside you in order to make something work. Yeah. I can see my little self that learned as a child that using all my empathic gifts was a safety mechanism. And I teach this when I'm working with many empaths about how to not practice sort of ugly caring and ruinous empathy and this reaching out into the field in a way that we didn't get permission for to control events and stay safe with compassion. And it's like, yeah, it's become more subtle over time. It was really muddy. I was very enmeshed with people in the environment when I was younger, lost really in it. So I see now though, that it got more sophisticated perhaps. And like, now I'm going to (laughs) be even more mindful of like, I see me soothing my inner self saying like, I don't need to reach out and soothe people, give them some sort of experience where they'll feel like this is valuable. Yeah. Cause I can overextend in order to help, but I know where that boundary can get into ruinous empathy where it's not helping. It's disempowering other people. It's doing it for them and it's training me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's this like looking at it. So you, you are connected to the mental, the emotional, and then this is the energetic where yes, it's a pattern and then see it really as just energy. Like it's, it's not personal. It's not, it is because your body practiced it as a defense mechanism, Mm -hmm. but separate them a little bit like recognize that it's, it's not really you, like your consciousness and your psyche. It's more just your body, your energetic body being like, oh, this is what we have to do. This is what we learned. And so you're teaching your energetic body as well, like as a third step outside of the mental and the emotional. I love that because I learned as a kid, I had all these gifts that I could tap into and my energetic body went, yeah, this is going to work let's do this. Let's manipulate for lack of a better word. I don't mean that with judgment. I mean it as like, I get what it was, but my energetic body, I think learned I could do this or just knew felt like went into it. I get a sense from another life. Maybe like it was there young four or five years old. I remember influencing things and feeling out into this field. So to, to help not just soothe my mental and emotional body, but to turn to my energetic body and say, it's okay. I see like some of the work I've done with energy, which is to first bring it back inwards to then what I'm putting out into the field is just love. 
it's just sharing with the field, but it's bi-directional. Like I see this wave coming in, going out, but that's not the same as what we're talking about. It almost felt like my energetic body wanted clarification there. I'm like, is this what you mean? Because isn't this good? And it's like, yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So communicating with it, like I would a part of myself or my body. Well, where would you like to go from here? I'm just drawn to your sandbox metaphor about like the words that are coming up is have I forsaken some part of me and left them in the sandbox? I don't know if I don't really have any. Those are just the words. Related to failing at Therapist Expanded or something? No, that was the biggest gift out of all of it. I mean, failing air quotes was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. It felt like part of this deconstruction was that, was that I needed to understand that I can't control. Like I really, I know it psychologically, intuitively, but I needed to see it deeply and face all those parts of me that were trying to project an image. It was the most beautiful, devastating, clarifying experience I could have ever had. I wouldn't take anything back about how it turned out. But I wonder if every part of me sees it that way. (laughs) And if the parts of me that don't see it that way are still in the sandbox going like, we're your ego and you've left us behind, you know? Not that I don't have ego, but I think you know what I mean. No, as you say that, like, I also see that as like, great, you left them behind. (laughs) Like, they're not in support of the vision. They're not in support of the dream anyway. Right. Like if they want to stay behind in the sandbox, that's okay. Everybody doesn't have to come along. There's this idea of even these parts of us, they they have their own free will. Like we don't have to change them. We don't have to make them come along and agree with you. They get to disagree with your decision and have a temper tantrum. And that's okay. You still get to choose what you want to choose. And those parts you can be like, okay, I'm here when you're ready. Yeah. The words that keep repeating my mind is it's, it's okay for them to die, to be born again. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, probably have heard those words too. Yeah. yeah. As I saw like a tantruming baby in the sand, <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, well, have a tantrum. All right. But it's interesting because I wouldn't have had that awareness. It, it feels like looking at going, putting my feet back into Therapist Expanded, there was some resistance there. And I think it was like turning to those, I don't want the sticky sand tantruming babies. <laughs> <laughs> I miss them, but yeah. 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 I think part of me was there for so long, stuck that I'm like, I mean, before Therapist Expanded, that's how I related to work on some level that I'm afraid that it's going to reach up and grab me again, if I'm honest. Yeah, like the the tantruming, the overworking, the, the old patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you have a choice, what is something that you can choose to do? Because they might, right? Those parts of you have been with you for a long time and they really believe that they're in service to you. They don't see themselves as the way that you're viewing them. Mm -hmm. they're loving you with all of everything they have. And so there's a chance that they're going to try to reach up out of that sandbox because that's what they believe is best for you. Well, I love the way you said that. The way you said they're loving me with all that they have. 
it's it's interesting as someone like I'm teaching a parts workshop on Monday. Parts are a huge part of how I say it. And I always say that they're protecting you. They're they're protective. Even if it's outmoded, it's just trying to help. And we talk in depth about that. They're loving you with all that they have. Yeah, that's a reframe. I mean, I love my parts. I know that there's only one me. So compassion towards them, I think, is number one. Just going like, thank you so much for trying to help. But I'd, I don't need that now. You can kind of either age up and integrate or keep tantruming and I'll love you, but you're not going to take over. Um, that w- The way I can make that distinction is being present. That's really the answer. Presence and surrender. I mean, life is flowing me to my wildest dreams if I allow it. I don't need to paddle upstream and they want to paddle upstream. So what are you taking away from our call today? Well, it's really confirmation of that discernment I've been practicing because I feel like since I've taken over the business now, I was in a partnership, right? I am, but I've really been practicing something I did when I was on my own in my own business before, which is really this discernment that you represented with the apples. And I'm realizing I've received criticism through life as somebody who can seem calculated or cold. These are just stories I've heard. And I think one of my gifts is to be objective. I truly do have that ability to be curious and objective about things. And that is how I best run a business. And it actually allows me to be loving and compassionate because I don't get into all the stories within me and other people. I'm, I'm a, more of a witness and I flip the apples around. So it was confirmation of like, no, that is yourself, capital S. You are the observer. Or I think it's the, uh, I can't remember what it's called in human design. Uh, it triggers people. And so I've heard it throughout my life, you know, the what it's like for some people. A lot of people admire that or just accept it. But some people it really feels triggering. They, they want me in their story with them. And parts of me want me in my story, in the story. So it felt like confirmation of that, as well as the idea that the parts, if they try to kind of cling to me and pull me back in, that idea of they love me so fully. I spent a decade knowing not to resist and fight with them because it's I'll lose every time. But to know that also, something changed there. And that's going to come up in my seminar on Monday when I'm teaching parts. Thank you, Sarah. Mm, You're welcome. It is like such a beautiful place when you can recognize that there's so much love there inside of you. Mm. Does this feel like an okay place to land today? Yes. And I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.